everybody slow up my boy 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 who gon bring my crown who gon try to fuck with me faded off the ground she can't get enough of me i don't play around got the type of luxury Catching up to me. Yeah, stepped in the building with my vibe on a million. Slide on the beat like my God, I'm so brilliant. All of the rappers put your pride to the side. Try collide with the squad. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, baby. We back, Ben. We really back at it. And we back. Ah, feels so much better than last week. It does, goat. It does. My whole, as Sean Lee says, my whole mood is affected by whether they win or lose. Oh, dude. Last week feels like a, the dark times of yesteryear. Uh, it is your boy, Andy Gatelli. Your boy, Benjamin T. Walker. And this is Boys Will Be Boys, Season 2, Episode 7. We're talking little Giants Cowboys today, ladies and gents. Yeah. And you know, mm. Ben, this was, a, this was a game coming into it, man. This was a, a must win for, for both sides, really. Um, we were coming off of a pretty ugly loss to the Panthers, where the offense looked like it was JV at best. And yeah, Andy had, had sent me a couple of uh, couple different suicide notes. You know, a couple different a uh, couple different videos of Dak in 2016 asking, "Is this the same guy?" Uh, trying to see if someone had stolen his talent uh, via some Space Jam type shit. And uh, it was it was tough times. It was it was really sad. Uh, you know, Cowboy Nation was in in disarray. Ruins, I would say, straight ruins. We were calling for everyone to be fired, everyone to be cut. People were talking about like, oh man, do you, how much worse could Cooper Rush really be? If so we who's him in? who's the best QB in this draft? Oh on. no. Oh, by the way, it could be Jarrett Stidham. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you on the Jarrett Stidham train, please. Oh, so yeah, guys, we got a, we got a, a lot to get to today. Obviously, we'll break down the Cowboys' win over the New York Giants. Uh, we will highlight some of the best plays and players from the game. We'll talk a, a couple of things we'd like to still be uh, improved, and then we'll get into a little preview of the upcoming matchup with the Seahawks. Um, so let's get right into it. Um, so Ben, you know, right off the bat, this game got started with some fireworks. It sure did. Um... You know, I don't want to implicate myself of any crime here, Anthony. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and speak lightly. So a guy um, you knew did what? Yeah, a guy I knew driving a, a car resembling mine uh, had gone to Scott Linehan's house and uh, allegedly thrown him in the back of his trunk uh, before this game began, and uh, he allegedly escaped or reached the stadium i think after about drive two did he so did he, did he jet sweep his way out of your trunk then <laughs> out of this guy's trunk well as you know he's an offensive genius God, and there's just no defending him he just ran circles around me or allegedly a a guy i knew and he was able to make it to the stadium but before he did the play calling looked pretty sexy goat i liked it um right off the bat you know the cowboys came out and they were uh they were pretty determined to not be I guess predictable. So right out the gate, first drive, um, they go shotgun five wide from the very first play, uh, and they hit Alan Hearns for a nine yard gain, 
I followed that up with a little two yard rush from Zeke. And then man, first and 10 on the Dallas 36, uh, we finally, you know, I, I'm not saying they listen to the podcast, but last week we talked a lot about how we wanted to see the boy Tavon Barksdale get some more touches. And, and uh, I believe we said we wanted a couple of deep shots as well. Deep shots. That's what the, the fans want. Um, and everyone got their wish. Uh, like I said, first and 10 on the 36, uh, Dak has uh, Tavon run a pretty sexy double move on the outside. Janoris Jenkins just straight up gets beat. Uh, and Tavon Austin's got a couple steps on him. Dak hits him for a 65 yard touchdown. Um, pretty great play all around and really showcases, uh, Tavon Austin's speed, uh, and good placement on the ball by Dak too. I was, I was pleasantly surprised by the entire play. Yeah, that was awesome to see. It's everything we wanted. Um, I don't know how I feel about this offense letting the, <laughs> fans and media drive drive their play calling what it's seen but i will take it and i will say it was a beautiful ball um i like Tavon being out there i like him seeing some snaps and uh man he took janoris who's the giant's best corner or at least has been for the past few seasons and he put a nasty move on him it was gone yeah and you know this is a i think this is you know a direct response in some ways to we, we heard a lot about the bulletin board material coming into this game uh Landon Collins had kind of i think it was a little overhyped about how he was like calling Dak out but he did make the comment that you know hey we're not going to let Zeke beat us we're going to put the ball in Dak's hands and we think we have a better chance to win if Dak has to throw the ball um Landon was unfortunately crashing down trying to stop Zeke on that play uh, and Dak was able to go over the top, beat the corner, and it was history. So great, great start. Um, you know that that equals the Cowboys' offensive production from the previous week on one play. Um, so that's pretty great. Uh, and and I think what was what's excellent about this team is that we can score like that. You know, at least in this scenario, and then we got a defense that can come out and play. Uh, you know, top level ball. Um, yeah, I think that was important too, Goat, because I heard from a couple people who went to that game that said that the stadium was pretty electric. This was our, our home opener. Uh, they said it was, it, was, it was playoff atmosphere up there, and when you can come out and deliver a 65-yard bomb on the first series for your fans, that's going to get the whole – I think just got the whole juice flowing for the night. Absolutely. Um, and as the Giants offense took the field, I mean, we'll sit here and we'll talk a lot of noise about uh, – Eli Manning and the atrocious offensive line of the Giants, but he's terrible. He's very terrible. But that said, this is not a team that has no weapons. Um, they got sure. one of, if not the best, you know, at least highest paid wide receiver, um, a very highly regarded running back um, who can do things all over the field. And it was going to be a, a definite test to see how the Cowboys defense would respond to having to play against, you know, some top tier skill position players. Um, on the first play, uh, Eli did uh, dump a little pass off to Barkley. This would become kind of a pattern here. I think Barkley ended up with like 14 catches for the game, which is insane. Um, I guess it didn't help that we pretty much totally shut him down in the run game, but well, we uh, talk about our play calling. Um, I got a, I got a real question on what the Giants' plan was heading into this game because it seemed like, hey, we're going to just let our rookie running back try to make four people miss, and if he doesn't, 
oh well. Yeah, it, you know, if you had told me that uh, if it had come out after the game that Odell Beckham Jr. was dealing with an injury or something, I probably would have believed you. He, he really kind of didn't play a huge factor in this game. No, he didn't. He didn't. They didn't really throw to him too much from what I saw. Um, you know, we brought this up on the pod, Andy, that despite the theatrics and that catch he had that launched him into, you know, superstardom, really, his rookie year against us, he's really been pretty quiet for the most part in games since then. Yeah. Uh, at least against us, I mean. He's certainly not a cowboy killer. Um He's he's had some like seventy yard games here and there. He's definitely had some big touchdowns against us, but he has not been that. He's not been you know Santana Moss or Deshaun Jackson, who every time they played in Dallas seemed to just like light everyone up. Um, and and I will say that I think that that has a lot to do, at least in this particular game, with the tremendous play of Byron Jones and Cheeto Awuzie, Um as well as coverage from the linebackers over the middle, not letting him get those crossing routes that he loves to take for a uh, hundred yards. Um, the slants recovered much better. Um, so it was, it was a, it was a great defensive day. Um, and that, that was kind of, that kind of started off early. Uh, like I said, they dumped off to Saquon Barkley for six yards on the first play. Uh, Manning then tried to go deep left to Odell Beckham. That was incomplete. Uh, and then tried to go short to Odell Beckham. Uh, on third and four, uh, he did get eight yards off of that. I, I thought this was a cool play, Ben. Um, not for what happened on the play because Odell did get the first down, but uh, I watched the sounds on the sideline video that the Cowboys released after the game. Um, on this particular play, uh, Kayvon Frazier was blitzing. That was a, a big piece of the Cowboys game plan was this slot blitz using Kayvon Frazier uh, to come at Eli, and he was – he came up to hit Odell shallow and Od- he, Odell shook the tackle. Kayvon missed and Byron Jones ended up pushing Odell out of bounds after an eight yard gain for the first down. Um, Kayvon went over to the sidelines, was had really hung his head. He was feeling pretty, pretty down on himself. Uh, Chris Richard just keyed on that instantly went over kneeled down next to him, told him, Hey, you're a hell of a tackler. You got to be able to forgive yourself. You need a short memory to play in this league. Uh, and Kayvon went on to have a hell of a night. Um, we'll get to kind of his big splash play later, but I definitely love what I see from Chris Richard, how he interacts with the guys, the emotions he brings. Um, and that was on display early here on the Giants' first possession. Yeah, he had a nice night yet again. Um, really everyone on the defense. I can't pinpoint anyone on that entire unit that had a poor night. Uh, you know, so they do pick up a first down there, Andy, then – as you mentioned, we see a lot of Saquon Barkley in this game. He had a five-yard run on first and 10, which was probably his longest or not longest, but one of his better runs of the day. Yeah. And they dump off to him again for no gain. Cheeto there with a nice tackle. And then on third and five, uh, they throw again to him. Um, he breaks a tackle, but we're able to, to gang tackle him short of the first down. Yeah, so Cowboys, they give up a first down, but they get off the field. Giants don't cross the 50. Um, this was kind of a surprising punt to me, to be honest with you. This was a very close fourth down, and they really just went totally conservative and decided to punt here. Well, this this was really weird. I mean, this is fourth and inches. You only ran once all night and went for five yards. And, yeah, midfield, I, I would have been livid if Jason Garrett made the same decision. What's even more befuddling, and we'll get to it here, is later in the game from further out, 
they went for fourth. <laughs> so. Yeah, very odd. It was almost like they second guessed that initial decision, and so they're like, okay, now I gotta go for it, which not really how it works. But so Cowboys do get the ball back uh, on our own seventeen, um, and this was a uh, up until you know the the offense did end up stagnating on this drive in the red zone, but man. I really liked what I saw on from the offensive play calling and the execution on this drive as well. Um, again, the Cowboys go shotgun on first down. Uh, Dak finds Deontay Thompson for 12 yards. First and 10 from the 29, uh, Ezekiel Elliott busts off a 19-yard run, which would be his second longest run of the evening. Uh, and then they run a classic reverse using Tavon Austin, uh, picks up 15 yards. So the Cowboys had run three plays, and we're at the Giants' 37. Um, looking really, really great. I loved that reverse. You know, we've seen a lot of jet sweeps, as we call them. I mean, you kind of laugh at them, uh, saying it's the only wrinkle that Scott has. But this was just your classic reverse. Tavon was on the far side. We handed off to Zeke. Zeke hands off to Tavon. He's got, you know, he's dynamic with the ball in his hands. That's what you want. Exactly, and and a good thing to note on this play, if you go back and you watch the replay, as soon as Zeke flips the ball to Tavon, he just lights Landon Collins up. Just oh, yeah. decletes him, which is great. And it's not even really like Zeke's trying to throw a block. It's like Zeke's just a wall, and so Landon runs into him and falls over. It's pretty awesome. Um, so then first and 10 on the 37, love this play. Uh, read option with Dak. Defense bites. Dak picks up 15 yards. Um, so now we're first and 10 from the 22. Um, Zeke gets stuffed for no gain. We hand, we do a short pass to Zeke for three yards, and then Dak tries to throw to Zeke again, incomplete, on third and seven. So the Cowboys end up uh, kicking a 37-yard field goal. Brett knocks it through. Good to see Brett make one after he had struggled uh, last week, missing that first field goal. Um, and so the Cowboys, after two drives, are up 10 nothing. Yeah, absolutely, and that was it. Was still a nice drive, you know. You would like to see them finish it off, but uh, you know, I wasn't going to complain. Two drives, ten points. You know, you'll take that every single time. Absolutely. So the Giants, they get the ball back. It's a it's a touchback, um, and this is kind of like a this is. Like I talked to some Giants fans about this, and this was the drive where they started to get worried. Um, they had had a first down during the first drive. They're like, okay, we'll figure it out. Um, First and 10 from the 25, they go to Odell. He gets 12 yards. Um, good coverage by Awuzie. It's just like a great catch by Odell. And um, Second down, they go handoff to uh, Saquon Barkley. He tries to go around the edge. Jalen Smith, man, who we'll get into this, but he had a hell of a game. Um, had a, a career high, 10 tackles, led the team. Uh, and this was a great tackle for loss here. He pushed uh, Saquon Barkley out of bounds for a three-yard loss. Um, that set up a, a second and 13. And that's that's what you want to see from this defense is get opposing offenses behind the chains, force them to make bad decisions. Um, Eli follows that up with a short pass to Saquon Barkley. He gets pushed out of bounds for no gain. Uh, Eli then goes left to Wayne Gallman, who gets pushed out of bounds for 11 yards. And that's fourth and two, forced another punt. So, so far here, the defense has just looked totally outstanding. The Giants have yet to cross the 50. Um Defense is doing everything you want. Yeah, another good drive. Uh, I thought it was interesting on third and 13 that they took Saquon out. You know, if you're going to put a second rounder in a running back, I imagine you'd want him to be on the field for as many snaps. Um, you know, the, their whole team confused me. You know, we we 
heard Jason Garrett say this a lot in his press conference. And for those of you that listen to the pod but didn't hear it or don't follow it that closely to 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 have heard his conference, he kept repeating this phrase that Andy just used, stay ahead of the chains. We stayed ahead of the chains. I mean, Jason could get to a robot when he finds a, a phrase he likes, Andy. Yeah. And that was the one that if you were playing a game and you had a drink every time he said that, you would have been drunk midway through his presser. That being said, this team plays – our team plays way different when we're ahead of the chains, and the Giants are kind of the same way. They kept getting behind the chains in this game, and with that offensive line, their quarterback, who's about as mobile in the NFL as I would be, uh, and our defensive line, you know, that's a bad recipe for them to convert, and that's that's one of the reasons I think the defense was so successful, Andy, is we kept them behind the chains for a big part of t- part of the game totally agree um and the, and, and it just kind of kept happening um the giants get the ball back uh this drive ended up being three plays for negative 12 yards um they run jonathan stewart for two yard gain he gets tackled by sean lee and jalen smith um second down they run jonathan stewart again he gets tackled by taco charlton for a loss of a yard and then taco charlton coming up with a big splash play here 13 yard loss on a sack um, does the taco celebration, which I do love, handing out tacos to the hot boys. Big yeah, fan. He, he came in just untouched, too. That yeah. was nice. Man. Excellent, we, excellent play. You know, Collinsworth pointed this out on the broadcast. What was kind of funny about this game uh, was we were winning with scheme a lot on the defensive side of the ball. You know, it wasn't just yeah. straight Eric Flowers getting beat by Tank or Taco beating, you know, whoever the hell they have left tackle. It wasn't a lot of one-on-one battle not entirely one-on-one battles. There was a lot of stunts, a lot of blitzes, a lot of movement that confused their team. We had a lot of just open shots at Eli Manning. I mean, I I trash Eli, um, and, you know, I've, I've made my opinion very clear that I just don't think he's very good at all anymore. But that being said, I mean, he had a couple just free runners in his face in this game. Yeah, the, it, he, he was – But some was of that's a- on him for not recognizing it too. Agreed, agreed. Um, they really just didn't have an answer for what they were being thrown at between the slot blitzes and just the domination of our defensive line against their offensive line. There wasn't a ton he could do. Um, unfortunately, this the the next couple drives, the Cowboys offense kind of looked like what we saw last week. Um, on this next one, Dak starts out with an incompletion. They run Zeke for three yards. Dak has another incompletion. We punt. Um the next drive, however, this is a great drive for our defense. Um, this is an 11-play, 23-yard drive for the Giants. <laughs> so weird. It's a very odd one, but um, a, a lot of great stuff. So Eli starts with his traditional short pass to Saquon Barkley, gets two yards for his tackle by Sean. <laughs> A.K.A. the Giants staple. Yeah, that's their run play is a short pass to Saquon Barkley. Um, Eli then tries a, a short pass. He gets another two yards, so now they're at third and six. Uh, they pass again to Saquon Barkley, who's pushed out of bounds by Awuzier. Um, so now they're at, at fourth and one, and they decide to do what any team would do, run the ball with Eli Manning. Uh, quarterback sneak right up the middle. He does get it, which, hey, good for them. Um, so they got first and 10 on their own 37. Uh, unfortunately, Eli tries to step up at the pocket on this next play, and Antoine Woods sacks him. Um, yes, excellent love play. me some Woods. He played an excellent game as well. The whole defensive line has looked great, and we didn't even have Randy Gregory or David Irving. Um, Grandy is back to practice this week. David Irving is in. Uh, he's two weeks out from playing. Uh, cool stat I'll mention here, Ben. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Last year, we had nine games where the Cowboys had Sean Lee, uh, David Irving, and it might have been Jalen. It was like a third defensive player. But with those three guys on the field, the Cowboys were 9-0. and So Interesting. Was it a woozy? Eh? It might have been. It might have been cheating. a lot of time. A lot of time. Year. Yeah. So I think that with those three guys playing at least twenty percent of snaps, we were nine and zero last season. We won all nine games where they played twenty percent of snaps. I love me some cherry pick stats, brother. Hell yeah! So that sack from Woods sets up a second and thirteen. Um, you know, at second and thirteen, you you got you you want to do you know what your team's good at. So the the Giants do a short pass to Saquon Barkley for six yards. Um, then they do a short pass to Evan Ingram on third and seven for six yards. It sets up a fourth and one. Um, God damn it. Eli Manning doesn't sneak the ball at the center again. He gets another <laughs> first down. Yeah. This one we almost stopped. It was like, we saw it the first time. We're like, Oh, huh. Okay. And then this time we were actually ready for it. Eli got a little bit of extra effort there. So I'll give him um, this dude. Eli's not a, he, he's not a wuss man. Like he, Dude's a warrior. I'll give him that because he was taking shots all night and was still in there. He's tough. He's definitely tough. Not effective, but tough. Yeah, I mean, he's seemingly never injured either, which is some of the shots he's taken in his career. He gets happy feet a little bit now, but I, I'd agree. He's a one thing you can say about him is Eli will stand in the pocket and take some pops. Most definitely. Uh, that left. Uh, that set up another first down uh, where. Uh, at this point, he was sacked again by your boy, Goat, Kayvon Frazier, who you mentioned earlier. Hell yeah, man. This was a great play. Um, this is that slot blitz we're talking about. Uh, Kayvon just flies in there, gets around a blocker. I think it was it might have been Ingram or maybe it was even Barkley who was supposed to chip him. Um, Frazier gets there anyway, takes Eli down for an 11-yard loss. They actually get a hold on that play as well, which the Cowboys decline. Um, so now it's second and 21. Um, Eli does get a nice pass off to Evan Ingram here for the 13 yard gain. Um, but then on third and eight incomplete to Odell Beckham, good coverage by a there and they're forced to punt again. So the giants started that drive on their 26. They ran 11 offensive plays, including two fourth down conversions. And they still didn't cross the 50. They got to the 49 yard line. So that's, that sucks. Um, the Cowboys then get back out on the field. Unfortunately, this was we had another another set of penalties rear their ugly head. Um, Tyron Smith with a false start here. Um, fortunately, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, it wasn't a full five yard penalty because we were so close to the end zone. Um, so we get first and fourteen. Uh, Elliott goes up the middle for seven yards. Dak goes uh, complete to oh, wow. Terrence Williams for twelve yards. Uh, then Zeke for five. Zeke for Williams only appearance. Yeah, he only played 11 snaps, which was interesting. I was going to talk to you about that. There's a couple of interesting snap counts I wanted to get to you. And, yeah, you you read the same thing. Terrence Williams, just 11 snaps um, in this game, Goat. That was his one catch for 12 yards. Um, It did get a first down, but uh, you're not seeing a whole lot of number 83 out there anymore. No, and and that's interesting because you would think that given the receiver situation, we'd see a lot more of of T. Will. He's an established guy in the system. He's been here for damn near a decade at this point. Um, Well, we kind of said this group of receivers, um, none of them are by far great individual talents that could just go slide it up on any other team. You know, it's very much a a committee approach, and I think we're seeing – the Cowboys finally figure out who they 
favor more. We saw a lot of Deontay Thompson, which I was a little shocked about. Uh, Tavon got some more snaps. Cole's obviously going to be there. I think he's their most reliable. You'll probably see him in the slot pretty much all season. But everyone else you're going to see rotate. You know, we didn't see a whole lot of Gallup in this game either. No, and, and Gallup had some plays that you would have liked to see him make. Um, he had a ball that was catchable, a, a long pass, did not catch it. Um, and he's a rookie, so I'm, I'm being patient with the kid. I do have high expectations because I do think he's really talented, but we'll have to see it. At this point, he's definitely in that kind of rotational role um, just because of the nature of the receiver core. So uh, that puts the at Dallas at third and four on their own 30. Um, Dak tries to get the ball to Beasley, but – uh, BW Webb actually uh, committed pass interference on this play. So we get first and 10 on the 38. Uh, Dak tries to go to Rico Gathers, who was active this game. And he, I mean, he didn't have any catches. Or I mean, he might have had a catch later. I'd have to look, but. I don't think so, but he, nope. we'll get to it. He did he have wide. an opportunity. He, if probably probably the worst missed throw of Dak's game. We'll, we'll get there. So Yeah, I'll, most definitely. Um, so Dak misses a pass here to, uh, to gathers. He then has an incompletion to Hearns and then goes short left to Zeke. Who's tackled at the line of scrimmage for no gain. So fourth and 10, uh, Cowboys are forced to punt. Um, the giants kind of get this one last shot, uh, at, at scoring before halftime. They start on their own 20, um, start off with a pass to Ingram for eight yards. And then Barkley goes uh, as a 10 yard run, which that, that may legitimately be his longest run of the, of the game. Um, they hit the two minute warning. They try to go deep to Shepard. That does not work out. Uh, short left pass to Saquon Barkley for nine yards. Uh, and then they convert on a Saquon Barkley run for two yards, which saw Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith make the tackle. Pretty interesting duo there. Yeah, LVE Mintzberry Crunch himself played uh played actually a decent game, you know. Yeah, seven tackles, not too bad. Uh he got a little bit of extra time there rotating the linebackers. You know, I I heard something that Sean Lee not so much as on the snap count, but they're very much aware that he's getting older, how important he is and they're limiting his his drives this year. I don't think you're going to see him in a hundred percent of uh, games, you know, defensive snaps, you know, they're trying to give him breaks at certain points in the game. Uh, they did that at the end of this game as well, Andy. So I think you're going to see some, some snaps out there where it's Van Der Esch and Smith and Damian Wilson, by the way, who I got a text from my uncle about um, saying that that was his player who flashed Damian Wilson had a hell of a day for that linebacker. Had a court. great game for sure. I think the, the good sign is that like, we don't need LVE to be an amazing starter day one, but we what we do need is a set of linebackers that when Lee does need time off the field, there's not a tremendous drop-off in capability. And right. we really didn't really notice uh, uh, the loss of Sean Lee, which is – that's great. That's a tremendous step forward for this defense. Um, so we, we hit the, uh, the two-minute warning. Um, the Giants are – First and 10 on their own 49. So they're they're finally about to cross the 50 bin. They're finally going to do it. Uh, and then Eli is sacked for a nine-yard loss by DeBarton Florence. Um, they take a timeout with 52 seconds to go. It's second and 19. Uh, they do a, they get a pass off to Sterling Shepard for five yards. And then uh, incompletion to Saquon Barkley. And they're forced to punt again from their 45. So that – and the, the, the Cowboys get the ball back and just kneel it out. So we go into halftime. Uh, 10 to zero with the Giants having not 
past their own 50 at all. Um, I'll, I'll give you this stat here now, Ben. Up until the end of the game where the Cowboys went in to just like straight prevent uh, and the Giants were able to move the ball, they gave up like a total – the defense gave up a total of like 150 total yards of offense, zero points, which is – or three points, which is pretty amazing. Um, they looked incredible. In the first half, they were dominant. I mean, zero points and never letting the opposing offense pass the 50. That's about as good as you can ask this defense to be. Yeah, you know, it's it's two games in a row, and I don't want to overreact to two games in a row, even though we're fans and that's what we do. But I really think this defense isn't getting its fair share of mentions in national media um, among people. I mean, this defense looks really, really good. I mean, they could be a top-five unit this year. They're going to get a lot of sacks. Their corners have been exceptional. I mean, we didn't even really talk. I mean, it's all been about the front seven. Um, and I know they don't have any takeaways as far as interceptions go. I think we forced one fumble in each of these games, and, and we'll get to that one we got in this one in the second half. But those corners, I mean, they let a large part of this game, they left Byron Jones or Cheeto Awuzie on an island with Odell Beckham Jr. and trusted that that wasn't just going to blow up in our face. I mean, this defense is is really – turning a page and I'm, I'm just surprised with all the media attention that Dallas gets that they haven't received the hype that I, I figured they would after two weeks. No, I agree. Um, and I, and I really like the move by Dallas. I think that we've tried the elite offense thing quite a bit. Um, and, it, and it's been shown that like you really can't win. You know, there's always going to be a game where your offense is out of rhythm. Um, to win championships, I think you need a certain level of defense. And Dallas appears to have that level of defense. Now, can the offense progress to the point where they can win games, um, where the defense gives it's up? It's so weird to be having this conversation, too. Yeah, this is the complete inverse of 18 months ago <laughs> where we're like, hey, you know, hopefully we can get a pass rusher someday. Like, our defense used to be considered okay in the, the Romo era when we just held the ball forever and we would get up by so much that we weren't afraid of teams blowing us out. Yeah, it's really fascinating this turn they've taken because the most of our money is still on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Definitely. Now, the last three years in the draft, you can go back and look and say they've really invested a lot of capital on the defense. But still, I mean, uh, it's showing now. And it's just fascinating to see this transformation happen so rapidly. But I love this defense right now. I love the hot boys, man. Oh, I'm a big hot boys fan. Um, they just played their ass off and it, and it's, and it showed in the second half as well. Um, the giants got to receive first possession of the second half. Um, they run Barkley right out the gate on first and 10 stop for a two yard loss by Lawrence. Um, Lawrence is just a monster, man. He just gets his every game. I just can automatically be like, yeah, he's getting a sack this game. Like he's going to blow some guys up in the backfield. Um, and his swagger has really changed. Like he's really like the, kind of the vocal leader of kind of the, the newer age of the defense. He's feeling himself, bro. I love it. Like he's, you know, Ware was always greatness. Don't get me wrong, but Ware we always talked about was kind of the quiet guy. Go very much like Jason Witten. You know, I, I don't think by example, he, right? Didn't say much. Didn't talk trash. Uh, Ware, uh, Demarcus Lawrence has a little bit of mean streak in him. You know, I, I saw, like I saw, it. I saw him talking some trash after a couple plays. Saw. You know, he's not afraid to celebrate. I mean, he's hey, really what have, what have we said before, Ben? Like, this defense is good. It's like, to be a truly great defense, you got to have a couple dogs. 
You got to have a dog. Absolutely. And Demarcus Lawrence is starting to growl. You think he's our bit. dog? He thinks he's think, our dog. I think he might be the dog. I think he might. Be, he's the one that barks. Okay. That's for sure. I mean, there's a uh, you know Jalen is really he's he's a young guy who's really performing well right now, but he's not that kind of dude. He's no, he's much more in the uh, Sean Lee, Jason Witten category. Yeah, and and know. and honestly, I just think Jalen Smith is just too good a dude to he's talk. Such to an talk overly noise. positive person. Yeah, he's I mean, like Larry Fitzgerald level of positive. Exactly. So. You're probably not going to see that from him. Um, you know, Cheeto and Byron have never been um, kind of the, the the smack talker of the secondary was Jordan Lewis, who's man. It came out today that they had shopped him at the end of the preseason. Like, I was going to get to that with you. That was part of the snaps. How many snaps do you think Jordan Lewis played in this game? And did he did he touch the field? One, one, one snap. snap. Man, and that's the guy that we were tagging. Like, this might be our best corner. Yeah, that was your boy, and I, I liked him a lot last year. I guess when Cheeto got healthy, and then they moved Byron, he just he got outplayed, and we saw he had a bad preseason. He did, um, and he really did. And I'm not super confident about either one of the the slot corners. Like, I'm not about to put Anthony Brown on anyone's number one. Locked down um, Ant Brown, you mean? Oh, man, he had such a good rookie year. I was so hyped for him, too. But <laughs> hey, they figured it out. The corners look great. Um, Byron is actually rated as the number two corner in all of football right now by Pro Football Focus, which is amazing. Swag. Um, seems like he's really found his his true home position. Um, but, yeah, man, they're, they're looking great. So, yeah, the Lawrence, again, just sticks Saquon Barkley for a two-yard loss. It's second and twelve. Uh, Eli does complete a 14-yard pass to Sterling Shepard, so they do get a first down. Now it's first and 10 on the Giants' 40. They're finally going to pass the 50-yard line. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. Eli, shotgun, incomplete to Saquon Barkley. All right, short pass to Saquon. Didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Second and 10. Uh, Eli sacked for an 8-yard loss. Damian Wilson, dude, just firing out of a cannon. Goes back there. Hits Eli, strips the ball. Taco Charlton recovers the fumble. Um, man, just no hope for Eli here. I think at this point, I think we're up to like five sacks. Was this the Eli face moment? This was the. This has been the heavily aimed. Eli looks like he's contemplating retirement in that exact moment. Oh, uh, man. And, dude, Eric Flowers just looks like he's not an NFL player. And then it came out. Me and Ben were kind of laughing. We were texting about it. But they tried out a bunch of linemen this week to try to bolster that line. And one of them was Chaz Green. Oh, we were like, dear. oh, man. If you if there's an NFL team that rolls out with their two tackles as Chaz Green and Eric Flowers, like if I was Eli. I was, Eli Manning's their quarterback. Like I would straight up Vontae Davis if I was <laughs> I mean, I just, like, just get to halftime. You've been sacked 12 times. You're just like, nah, dog, not worth it. Like, Man, you know, side, note about, side note about this, Eli Manning just has the dumbest face, man. Like not even of, a, of any athlete I've ever seen. Is there anyone who has, just pulls off the dumb blank stare more he than is, He is what people are talking about when they say mouth breather. Like <laughs> Eli Manning doesn't breathe through his nose. He only breathes through his mouth. It is truly incredible. And like, and you go back and watch some of like the commercials that Eli Manning has gotten. Like they've tried to put him on like a watch commercial, like check out this cool watch. And I'm just instantly like, man, that watch is probably really whack. Like, it's just like instantly just like his negative swag, like negative seven swagger rating for Eli Dude, Manning. He has to be one of the dumbest human beings. They always show up. He just always, this is what my dad used to say about it. He just always looks like he's, Eeyore without his tail. Like he's just always oh, looking around fucking moping. Damn, around. dude. <laughs> oh, that's great, though. 
That's amazing. Oh, so the Cowboys do get the ball back. Yes, uh, we got a score here. Off the fumble, it's it's on, we're on the New York twenty-seven yard line. Um, from shotgun, we hand off to Elliott. He gets one yard. Uh, Dak hits an eleven-yard pass to Deontay Thompson. So now we're first and ten on the fifteen. Zeke goes for four yards, and then this was the play, Ben. Second and six at the eleven. Dak scrambles. Rico gathers has like two steps on whatever defender. Yeah. And Dak just sails him, dude. Like it's a bad miss. It's not, it's not catchable. So you would have liked to see this be a touchdown pass. Yeah, this would have been a moment, as our high school lacrosse coach always said, to step on their throat. Um yeah. This would have put the game out, especially how bad that offense is. Look, if you get a touchdown here and you're up 17-0. Oh, that, that, that would, oh yeah, 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 17-0. You're right. Yeah. You can't it, field goal here. Right. Then I think, you know, I, I, I just think – I mean, it, it wound up not hurting us too much in this game, Goat, but I think that's one that they would like to have back. And, you know, say this about Dak. He, I think we're going to have an interesting discussion about him after this, so I don't want to dive in too early here. Uh but he's gonna miss throws every game. Yeah. You know, and this was this is the throw he missed in this game that was probably the most visible and the most well the and one he probably me, if we, if we lose this game, this play oh, is yeah. on repeat on ESPN as just I mean, that's the, guys not an NFL It's the Dalton Schultz throw from last week, you know. Yeah. It's most the definitely. throw everyone talks about. So so that's unfortunate. We're at third and six on the 11. Um, we do a dump off to Elliott who gets tackled for no gain. And we're fourth and six on the 11. Brett knocks through a chip shot field goal. So now we're up 13, nothing. Um, it's a two touchdown game, which is good. Um, but man, uh, again, some one you'd like to have back. Um, so the, this is the giants get the ball back here. Um, at this point we are, we're about roughly halfway through the, second quarter um well no actually this this at the end of this drive would be about halfway through the third quarter i should say um but the the cowboys um this is where the defense starts to give up just a little bit more uh than they had been previously um well it's like after that fumble and they only gave up three it kind of gave them a little bit of life like man we're only two possessed we're not out of this with everything that's gone wrong we're only through 13 right. on like yeah definitely and they finally put together a a decent a decent drive on this one indeed so Saquon Barkley goes for five yards uh and then nine yards um so that's definitely back to back the best runs the guys had all night um Eli Manning it goes incomplete to Beckham um Byron Jones would get hurt on this play but he does return so that's good um second and 10 on the New York 38 uh this was like the big play of the night for the Giants kind of uh Cody Latimer catches a 37-yard pass. It's just a really good catch, to be honest with you. Wuzia has good coverage here. Wuzia um, tips it in the yeah. replay. He hits but, it with a finger. It's just, I mean, give Eli props. That ball was on the money and it was caught. It it's was a good, nice. it's a good play. So um, that puts them finally into Dallas territory. They're they crossed the 50 for the first time. Um, they go Saquon Barkley up the middle. He gets stuck by Smith and uh, Jeff Heath. So second and ten, Eli. Uh, goes a pass to the middle for Latimer for four yards and then a short pass to the left for Saquon Barkley, who I'll give him this. This is definitely his best play of the night. Um, he does a pretty slick spin move along the sidelines. He turns this into 18 yards um, down at the three. 
Yeah, he beats Jalen to the corner and then puts a nasty spin move on somebody. Um, yeah. And tiptoes pretty close to the goal line, gets pushed out finally by Byron at the six. But that was none. That, that was his highlight. That's the play everyone's like, ooh, look how good Saquon Barkley is. Yeah. For he he had the most like positive review of a seventeen carry for like twenty eight yard game I've ever seen in my life. Bro, I was listening to uh I was listening to Ticket later and they were they were doing their this is the hard line and they were doing their review of this game and they were like, Man, that Saquon kid's special. I mean, I might take him for Zeke straight up. And two of the three of them oh. would. I was like, Are you kidding me? Zeke's ran for 1,800 yards in this league. Saquon Barkley ran for 28 in this game. So Don't get me wrong. Like, Saquon had some impressive plays, and like he definitely – He made he, a lot of guys miss one he's tough. He's tough to bring down. Like I, I, de- I will acknowledge that. But I have not seen him really be – outside of that one big splash play last week, he is not shown to be an effective runner at all. Like He can catch balls out of the backfield, which is fine, but – if you catch 14 balls for 80 yards in a game, you're don't you're doing poorly. I get yeah, and I I get this this weird thing where people want to be so right about him that everything he does is written as success is where all I heard as a Cowboys fan when Zeke was successful was yeah, but man his O-line's so good. Anyone could run behind that O-line. And then as soon as Zeke struggles, they're like, "See, He's just not that good, man. And was there a Saquon struggles? Like, yeah, but his O line sucks, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's just okay. You're you're just gonna you're convinced yourself you're gonna be right. You know, you spent a second overall pick as a franchise on a running back who may be a generational talent. He may be, but you have no balking for him, and you have a 37 year old quarterback who you still pay a decent chunk of change to. Who's at this point, if we did QB rankings today, Andy, he's probably. 20 somewhere between 20 and 25 yeah I mean, at best yeah at best i mean the guys watch so anyway have fun giants fans with your toy who's gonna get you 100 yards on 30 touches or whatever you got today yeah and and lose like it'll be really cool when saquon has like a thousand you know he has a thousand all-purpose yards at the end of the year and uh y'all are Four and twelve. That'll be super awesome. You'll be so glad you didn't take Sam Darnold, who will somehow will the Jets' talentless roster to like nine wins. Yeah. So anyway, I had to go on that that side rant, but yes, good play. And this did set him up with the first and goal at our three goat. So so yeah, that's- we're both worried. We just kicked a field goal. We're like, man, if they score a touchdown, this is a game. This is a game. So they give it to Saquon Barkley. Tries to go end around. Awuzier sticks him. Five yard loss and a holding penalty. Um, So it's now first and goal from the Dallas 13. Um, They try to – Quick note here. Me and you both texted about this. It's first and goal from the three. Saquon loses five yards on this run, which would have been second and goal from the eight. Do you take second and goal from the eight over first and goal from the 13? Nope. Would have allowed that play to stand myself. That's what I mean. Um, Because, I mean, at that point, you're just taking shots at the end zone anyway. Yeah, so, so now like, you're going to give them three extra chances at the end zone. Yeah, I'm I'm not into it. So uh, it ended up working out. Chance, but yeah. so they give it to to Gallman. He gets two yards. Um, that that puts them at second and goal from the eleven. Uh, 
Eli tries to go to, to Shepard, but Lawrence is in his face, does not work out. Third and goal from the 11. Uh, everyone's covered downfield. This play annoyed me from Collinsworth. He's like, they have uh, Saquon Barkley come out of the backfield. Was he talking about his thighs? He was talking about his thighs a little bit, but he was covered. And they're like, oh, if he had just thrown it to Saquon Barkley, this is a touchdown. I'm like, you would be very fortunate if that was not a pick going the other direction with only Eli Manning between Chidobe Awuzie and, you know, the end zone. Like, did not agree with that play-by-play. This is one of those you give Eli kind of props for being brave, but was he really thinking when he took off that his 37-year-old ass was going to run 10 yards to that end zone? No, and and you know what? I could I could see foresee someone like underestimating Jalen Smith's closing speed, but I cannot imagine he thought he was going to make it. Um, like even if he gets past Jalen, though, I mean that's he's still going to have a couple people with enough speed to stop before he gets to that goal line. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jalen is actually one foot in the end zone, facing the other direction when Eli takes off. Um, he meets Eli at about uh, the ten yard line. line and sticks him hard. Uh, mean hit, mean hit, and clean. I liked it a lot because oh, yeah. he could have oh, teed yeah. off on him and gotten a targeting penalty because we know how they're calling those plays now. But Jalen stuck him clean. It was a big hit. Uh, the photos of Eli's face at the moment of impact were super great. That's one of those I immediately regret my decision moments. Exactly. And so now you're fourth and goal on the 10. Um, they end up punting or they end up kicking the field goal. Uh, that makes it 13 to three. Um, Defense bent there, but you know, that'll bend, but don't break mantra, which we always laugh at. But that was a big stand. That was probably their biggest stand of the game, uh, where if they give up a touchdown there, you know, the old momentum can shift and you never know what happens. So that, you know, still being up 13 to three after that drive. And now there's only four minutes four thirty left in the third was, was a big relief. I think for all Cowboy fans. Agreed. Totally agreed. Um, unfortunately this next drive for Dallas, we just end up getting like just shooting ourselves in the foot so hard. With penalties. Um, we get to third and one on the 34 Zeke rushes for five yards. We get a holding penalty on Lel Collins. So we're now third and ten on the twenty-five. You texted me on that that L gets the worst timed penalties. Oh, he is of like an all-pro penalty getter, dude. He knows exactly when to get a penalty, like a third and one conversion run. So we're now backed up third and ten on our own twenty-five. Uh, Dak hits Deontay Thompson for fifteen yards. We're like, hell yeah, great holding penalty on Jeff Swaim, ten yards. So we're now third and twenty. Um, so we just and dump it off to Zeke for five yards. Very few offenses are going to convert third and 20 unless maybe you got Pat the God Mahomes back there. Hell but, yeah. Uh, anybody else is going to struggle. And, of course, yeah, we just hand it off to Zeke, gets five yards and punt. That one really sucked. Two penalties negating third downs. And, you know, was it was another chance where the offense shot themselves in the foot and put the defense on the line, Andy, now just up 10 points. Exactly. Um, thank goodness the defense rose to the challenge very quickly. Um, New York gets the ball in their own 36. They run with Saquon Barkley. He gets stopped for one-yard gain by Sean Lee. Uh, second and nine, they go out of shotgun. Saquon Barkley up the middle for no gain. He's stopped by Malik Collins and Jeff Heath. And then on third and nine, uh, Tyron Crawford gets to Eli Manning again. Uh, 10-yard loss. That is the sixth sack of the game. I think did I read we had six sacks by five different players? Is that I think correct? it's six by six. Okay. Wow. 
So that's awesome. Everyone involved, super great day. Um, and then this was the drive, Andy, where Dak Prescott. I'm not gonna say change some minds, but I mean this. This was as good as you could ask for a starting quarterback in this league. What he does to begin the fourth quarter. Right yeah, here. this is what you want to see. Um, so it's it's uh, three thirteen to three. The Cowboys need to put some distance between them and the Giants and close this game out. Um, Dak puts together a fourteen play, eighty two yard, eight minute and twenty three second drive championship drive right here. This is a championship drive. So start from shotgun, uh, short pass to Zeke for one yard. Zeke runs on second and nine for one yard. That sets up third and eight. Dak finds Beasley for 10. So that's first and 10 on the 30. Boy, Janoris Jenkins was closing on that ball. Dak yeah. had to put that in a window. That was a, that was a tight squeeze as an NFL throw. Love to see that. Um, Dak dumps one off to Tavon Austin, who goes for 15 yards. Uh, so that sets up the first and 10 at the 45 Zeke runs for one yard. Uh, Dak hits Michael Gallup for five yards and then Beasley for three. Uh, Dak runs up the middle for two yards and then fourth and one here. Garrett goes for it. The giants yep. 46. Uh, love that call. Love the um, call. Love the play the call. Put it, in, put it in Dak's hands. Uh, oh, no, we, oh, we QB sneaked this one. We just QB sneaked this one, but Dak finds the right gap. Um, easily gets the conversion, gets a full two yards. Um, great, great call. Um, first and 10 from the Giants, 44. Zeke takes it up the middle for 19 yards, uh, tying his game Best high. run of the night from him. Definitely the best run of the night from Zeke right there. Uh, Dak, they didn't run the read option again. Dak gets nine yards. Uh, Elliott goes up the middle for two yards. Um, so now we're first and 10 from the New York 14. Dak uh, has an incomplete pass. Ooh, nearly picked. To Beasley. This is nearly picked. Um, and then they run Dak again for an eight-yard gain. So now we are at the six. And then Zeke. This is a man run, dude, right here. This oh, is yeah. a man's run. So Zeke gets fully stopped on this run. Uh, second effort, gets off the block and gets into the end zone uh, for a touchdown. Um, so that is the second week in a row where Zeke has managed to find the end zone d- despite everyone's entire game plan being centered around not having him score. Yeah, Ladani and Tomlinson just about creamed himself when they showed this replay. I saw <laughs> this was That's a nice awesome. run, though. Zeke just, I mean, just manhandles it, uh, makes a guy miss, then plows into El Cons at the goal line and able to get it in. I mean, like we said, I mean, eight minutes off the clock. At this point, you're up 20 to three, and you've put this game on ice. Yep. That was the backbreaker. Um, this is five minutes to go in this game. Uh, the Cowboys do shift to a full prevent defense here, which I don't like. Uh, Eli, now with a, you know, the pressure off of him, manages to walk down the field effectively um, and throws a touchdown pass uh, to Evan Ingram, 18 yard touchdown pass. So they score. Um, they would also go on to kick a field goal with their next uh, possession. So they do. Oh, they do get an onside kick, which I also yeah. was not happy about. Our fucking tight ends messed that up. I mean, then they hit a field goal. Luckily, we were able to get the last onside kick and kneel it out. So 2013, Andy, is your final. Um, most of those touchdowns come in, come in late, though. Or no, all those points come in late, though, within the last two minutes. Or the defense is really pissed about it. Um, that touchdown was a breakdown on coverage too between Heath and Jalen. They just sort of let Evan Ingram run. One of them should have ran with it. 
And uh, other than that, I mean, they played really good. You know, it, it, it's going to look on the scoreboard like a seven-point game. But anyone who watched this, I mean, this could have been a thorough ass-kicking with just a couple plays here and there. I mean, the Giants did some cosmetics on the score scoreboard as that game came to an end. Yeah, this game could have easily been 27-3. to Could have very easily ended that way had the Cowboys kept up. the. This was a playoff game. Um, mm-hmm. You're, you're going to see the, the Giants not put up those last 10 points probably. Um, you know, on the stat sheet, uh, Dak ends up 16 of 25 for 160 and a touchdown. Um, you know, nothing to write home about, Ben. You would have liked to have that second TD. Um, but Dak was efficient. He got the job done. He also rushed for 45 yards, which – That's seemed- what I loved right there. His career high, by the way. Yeah, that was that was great. Um, Zeke goes 17 for 78 with a touchdown uh, that gives Zeke two touchdowns and a good enough run total to be seventh in the league in rushing currently against two of the better interior defensive lines that we're going to face. Um, and then obviously your receiving leader is going to be Tavon Austin. Thanks to that 64 yard touchdown. He caught right out the gate. Um, Cowboys do end up with, uh, six sacks, uh, from Kayvon Frazier, Damian Wilson, Taco Charlton, Tank, Antoine Woods, and Crawford. Uh, just a great day from the defense all around. Everyone looked great. Um, you got Jalen Smith with 10 tackles, Awuzier with 8 tackles, Van Der Esch with 7 tackles. Um, just a really, really good game all around. Um, ben, what did you see on offense that you liked, and what did you see on offense that you didn't like? Yeah, let's. we'll start with the offense. Um, I love – I think we lost Ben there for a second. Um, I'll, I'll I'll give my thoughts on offense real quick. And the I, the, yeah, go for it. the uh, issue I think that we saw here was that you know we knew that this game was going to come down to Dak having the ball in his hands. They were not going to let Zeke run all over him, and they did manage to limit him as far as you can limit Zeke Elliott. Um, one of the better, you know, we haven't seen Zeke held to seventy yards that many times in his career. He's a pretty standard you know, top tier running back. Um, the, however, you know, despite that, they managed to use Dak's legs as a weapon, which we talked about last week was a big thing that we wanted to see done. Uh, the design runs by Dak looked great. They took some downfield shots. Uh, only one of them really paid off, but it paid off in a huge way to put the giants back on their heels immediately is great. Um, ben, the only thing I'm going to complain about on offense is one, um, you know, Dak still has a ways to go. He did miss the one touchdown pass to Rico Gathers, uh, and we still had some costly penalties on offense. Yeah, absolutely. The penalties are something you you hate to see, and you've seen a little bit too much with this offense early in the year. Um, the only thing I was going to say I hate, Andy, is for the middle part of this game, uh, really between the sec- really the second and third quarters, this offense got very stagnant and I thought really dry on play calling, got a little too conservative for me. But when they absolutely needed it, needed it, Dak played pretty well. You know, I, you look at his stats and they're not gaudy. And I think if we expand this into a greater Dak Prescott talk, you know, Dak didn't wow in this game, and I get why fans are still bullish on him. And if you want to have the conversation, is this guy worth twenty million a year? Okay, that's fair. But if you're going to pick out a game to rag on him and his abilities, I think this would be a poor one to do so. The offense scores on four of their eight real drives in this game. Um, I think any offense would take scoring 
on four drives in any game or half their drives in any game. Um, he made some big third down conversions. He ran 40 yards, which, as you said, we, we'd love to see. So I really liked his approach personally to this game. Agreed. Um, Defense-wise, man, I don't have any complaints. Um, I don't really see – I mean, other than switching to prevent at the end, which I'm never a fan of, I, I literally cannot stand prevent defense. But um, during the during the meat of the game that mattered, like I said, these guys gave up 150 total yards. They didn't let the Giants cross the 50 until the, the third quarter. Six sacks from six different guys. Um, and the Cowboys aren't even at full strength on defense yet, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, no complaints from the deep. I will say I didn't think much of Jeff Heath's performance, but you know I'm not going to rag on a guy who had limited plays. So I mean, ultimately this was a a complete domination by the front four, um, and in general, you know the the Giants don't. I, I I'm not sure what kind of litmus test they are, Andy. And I said that coming into this week, and I'm still not sure what you have afterward. But either way, like you said, they have two very good weapons. Evan Ingram's a really dangerous receiving tight end. Sterling Shepard's probably a better half of the league wide receiver too. So they have some guys who can beat you. Um, they don't have a great quarterback or a great O-line, and that is certainly what we took advantage of. Most definitely. Um, so the Cowboys, you know, they get the win. They move to one and one. That is, an, you know, it's always good to get a, a win, especially a division win. Um and luckily, the Cowboys' schedule coming up is pretty favorable to this team. Um, the next three opponents the Cowboys have are a combined 0-6. Uh, and this week, they will get to play a team that may be the only team that rivals the Giants for worst offensive line in the league. Um, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, who will be having their home opener this week with the Cowboys playing against them, uh, are coming off a game where they gave up six sacks to the Chicago Bears uh, obviously, a big piece of that is that Danny Trevathan and Khalil Mack are monsters. But um, a six-sack game where you have a highly mobile quarterback in Russell Wilson is not a good sign. Um, you know, Ben, what are your thoughts on this upcoming game against the Seahawks, and what do the Cowboys need to watch out for? Yeah, the Seahawks are kind of known for these sluggish starts. Um, I think we're going to get a better Seahawks squad that we've seen. This will be their home umpire up there at CenturyLink and probably one of the, if not the hardest stadiums to play in in the entire NFL, Andy. Um, I think they're going to be pretty motivated. They're 0-2. You know, we talked about how you don't, in this game, both us and the Giants were 0-1, and you never want to go 0-2. The Statistics show that what is it like 11 team or 11 percent of teams make the playoffs after starting 0 and 2. Correct. Um, this Seahawks team is looking like they're in rebuild mode, they really are outside of Russ. Um, but I think you're gonna get, I think you're gonna get a good shot from them. Um, Doug Baldwin's probably gonna be out, he's really their only offensive weapon of any consequence at this point. It's been a first round pick on Rashad Penny, but. I don't know what they're going on there in their backfield. It's kind of a full-blown committee between him, Chris Carson, and C.J. Procise. Pete Carroll really hasn't made up his mind which of the three he likes the most. Um, it's very weird. They're very disorganized. Their O-line has been in shambles for years and, is, as you said, looks worse this year if possible. So outside of Russ, um, I don't really think there's much to worry about on this entire offense. Yeah, and I'll say this. Russell Wilson is not traditionally a guy that kills the Cowboys. Um, 
I saw the other day that he has averaged under 200 yards and exactly one touchdown against the Cowboys over the years that he's played them. So his best um, performance that was probably his rookie year. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so we, we do need to watch out for him. Um, they will probably have uh, KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner back, though that hasn't been officially decided yet. That certainly changes the, the composition of their defense. Um, so far, uh, Earl Thomas has been the number one rated safety in the league through two weeks. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, we bought up Byron Jones as number two. I was, I was going to get to this segment of who was number one, but you saw it. Uh, well, Byron's a corner, though. So that's, that's, I know, no, no. I, I know. I just meant who was number one safety. Um, yeah, almost definitely. In general. And, yeah, it's it's that man who missed a month of football and then can come back and be the best safety in, in the land, um, which is why we want him so bad. Quick note on that, Andy, not to derail this this topic. I pose this question to you. If the Seahawks start 0-3 and the Cowboys are able to get this win, and now that Earl has played Dallas and that game is over with, so he won't play against the Seahawks this year in a Cowboys uniform. Do you see any trade talks getting juiced up on that one? You know, I was actually going to ask you this question as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a weird question. Um, you know, when, when you're own, you have to look at it from their perspective. You're own three. You probably know that you're not going to make any kind of concerted playoff run this year. Do you want to get nothing for Earl Thomas at the end of the season? Uh, or do you want to go ahead and get – you can probably get a second-round pick still out of Jerry Jones for Earl Thomas. Um, you can either watch him walk to Dallas in the offseason or you can go to Dallas now and you get something in return. I think there will be a phone call made. I don't know if anything will come. coming, Goat. He's coming. I want it bad. I mean, if we add – if by week five we have healthy Randy Gregory, David Irving, and Earl Thomas is back there, boy – not Look, sure there's many teams I'm scared of. I know Kayvon has looked fine. I know they're pumped on Xavier Woods. I know Heath has been okay, but this is the number one safety in football. If you can get him with a second-round pick, and um, this is where you're going when, when you mentioned Jordan Lewis's name, you throw in a young corner like that, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that as well. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting, but we'll have to keep an eye on that situation. Um, do you have a prediction for the Seahawks game? Um, I think they're a different animal in Seattle. I really do. You know, their first two games, they went to Denver. You know, we experienced this last year. No one wins in Denver. Denver's 2-0, and not because they have a good team. I, I think their team is honestly still pretty trash. You know, end of the season, we'll come back and revisit that statement. I might look foolish, but they're 2-0 and strictly because they played two games at home in Denver in September, and nobody beats them in September at home. Um... That being said, then they got real ugly game against Chicago. They didn't score until garbage time late. Um, I think this is going to be a grind. I really think they look better at home. I really want to predict a Cowboys win, so I'm going to. I'm going to, Goat. Um, I think it'll be another low-scoring affair. I, I think it'll be – the offense has clicked a little bit better for me. I think we'll put up a little bit more points. I'm going to say this one turns out to be 24 24- to 21 um i think it's going to be real close but i think we grind it out you're going to get a you're going to get a much better performance from seattle i think they're the first team to score over 20 on us i just think russ when he's on is an mvp for a reason fair um 
I still think, man, I just like this defense has, I'm going to have to have this defense prove to me that they're not elite. Honestly, I just have two. My hype is too real with them. Um, I think they hold Seattle to 17. I'm going 21-17 Cowboys. Um, I think we see another amazing performance out of, uh, and, and the matchups to watch here, guys. Um, Afedi versus Tank Lawrence. Uh, that's a matchup where Tank Lawrence can eat all day. Um, so This D-line should should run this game. They really should. Um, now, the difference is it's a lot harder to sack Russell Wilson than it is to sack Eli Manning. Um, but they should get a lot of pressure on him all game. For sure. Um, I'm hoping for, you know, we, you got to hit Russell where he can't see you. Um, the Bears had a lot of success doing that. They were hitting him from behind or on the blind side a lot. Um, so hopefully the Cowboys can replicate that. So that'll be an excellent game. Um, so Ben, that's kind of all I had for today. Any other thoughts? No, no. I think we got to, we got to the ET talk. That was all I really wanted to pros. Um, you know, we talked Jordan Lewis. We talked, we talked Randy. I think we covered our bases, man. Excellent. So yeah, guys, uh, like we said, you know, great to celebrate a Cowboys win. Um, we will be back next week to discuss, uh, the game in Seattle, hopefully with yet another Dallas Cowboys victory podcast. Um, as always, uh, oh, actually, Ben, we had oh, yes. a fan question. Ooh, and I have two Reddit comments, actually. Before oh, we well, we were just too <laughs> in a hurry to get out of here, obviously. The wind has its juice, man. We're not – No. On doom and gloom, we got our shit together. When we're winning, we're just, we're just too full of ourselves. This is the case. Ben, go ahead and read the uh, Reddit comments while I find the fan question. Okay. Now, typically our, our, our Reddit section has been – cowboy quotes usually those of uh doom and gloom variety or those just pure overreaction so i didn't see too much that that really struck a chord with me andy so i went to the giant subreddit and i found a couple goodies of new york giant fans after their loss oh i do love a good meltdown the first one this is exactly what happened last game but people in here were saying oh it's against the Jaguars' defense. No, it's just the Giants suck ass. It starts with the QB. The coach knows what QB has he has to work with, which is the reason for the anemic offensive calls. Eli threw ducks all game. There was not one throw that had a good spiral on it. He also overthrew, checked down every single play, and was getting sacked because he is not mobile or savvy enough to run a proper play. It's... <laughs> It's sad the Maros are so up Eli's ass they couldn't tell him he's no longer needed this offseason. His days as starting QB are over. Time to move on. Oh, God. Let me drink your tears. I love it. <laughs> uh, this one, he ain't wrong. No, he's not. I, I love that reaction. Uh, this, one's a little bit, this one's a little bit more over the top. And uh, I actually enjoy this one more, but I'll let you vote, Andy, okay? All right. All right. I'm going to do my best uh, – whiny giant kid here if we drafted barkley to do everything for this team it was a wasted pick he looked like one of the bottom five teams in the league and looked worse than we did last year our line is obviously shit but on the plays we just had a decent pocket we still didn't do anything every fucking play was a check down to barkley how does odell go from 11 receptions versus the best team in the league to this what the fuck was our entire offense doing all game 
Our defense was all right at times, but Jenkins looks like absolute shit. And I hate to say it, but losing Eli Apple really hurt us because he's probably our best corner. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's not quite done yet. Our D looked okay for half the game, but then got massacred the other half by fucking Dak Prescott. That's right, fucking Dak Prescott. We played the Texans next week and the Saints the week after, who both have offenses that can actually pass the fucking ball. And if we play like this, we might as well just take the fucking losses now. This team is fucking pathetic, and I can't believe I put up with all the bullshit last year for this sorry excuse for a fucking team. Oh, that is... I'm going with that one. That's glorious. (laughs) That is... See, I, every time I'm about to make that kind of post on the internet, I'm like, there's going to be some Giants fan that reads this and just loves it too much. I'm not doing that. But oh, that guy, thank you, whoever you are. Thoroughly His name was Fear Me For I Am Rob. So I appreciate you. Excellent. I appreciate you, Rob. Oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> fucking Dak Prescott. <laughs> fucking Dak Prescott. <laughs> uh, so great. That is amazing. Uh, all right, Ben, so we do have a, a fan question segment. So this comes to us uh, from a person who describes himself as a longtime listener. Uh, oh. Gentlemen, longtime listener, can you address that Dak's best season was when he had a true QB coach, Tony Romo? Since then, he has had Jerry's on-the-cheap hires who have less experience than Dak does himself. Thoughts? Interesting. I too miss the presence of Tony Romo on the sideline. Um, you know, he hasn't even finished the third season. So I, I, I agree that 2016 was far better than 2017. We haven't seen at all what this is going to be. If you're asking me, would I rather have Tony Romo back there than Kellen Moore than absolutely? Um, but you know, I, I guess I agree. You know, I don't I don't like this coaching staff at all. I think they can easily hinder Dak's development. You know, if he had a Andy Reid or a, a Sean McVay out there, then, yeah, I think you could see a totally different animal. So uh, I, I I guess I, I agree with said listener. Yeah, I'm an, I'm on the same page as that. Um, the I do think that there was tremendous value to 2016 of having – Tony on the sidelines, being able to go over plays with Dak, be like, hey, you're, you're not going to see this again next time. You know, watch for this. This is where you should put this ball. Um, and Tony had just seen it all. He had learned uh, through a fiery crucible of experience, you know, how to win NFL games. Um, you know, Ben, I have a secret fantasy where the in the future, the Dallas Cowboys are uh, – Offensive coordinator Tony Romo, defensive coordinator Chris Richard, and we're really cooking with gas at that point. Ooh, that'd be nice. That's what I I'm talking about. A couple things that Tony really wasn't in Dak's ear much because he knew Dak was the heir apparent. Um, but still, I think Dak playing, knowing that Dak knew it really wasn't his job when he first took over. So he was going out there firing all cylinders because he had something to prove. You know, I think it's a little different when that guy leaves and now everybody's looking at you and blaming you. And, and we'll see how Dak grows into that in his third year. Um, it may have more to do with his development more than a coach, but yeah, I'd rather someone than Kellen freaking more. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of his work. Um, he just doesn't have, like we've talked about before, the guy just doesn't have the experience to be able to like give anyone deep insight on what it's like to be a competent NFL starter, but we'll just have to see. Like you said, we're still early into Dak's third year. 
Um, only time will tell if this is the guy. So thank you so much, uh, gentle listener, for your fan question. Of course, we love answering those kind of questions. Um, please feel free to send more of those to us uh, either on Facebook or at our Twitter at uh, at B underscore W underscore B underscore B. Um, as always, guys, we love hearing from you guys, and we especially love iTunes rating and reviews. Um, thank you so much to everyone who has given us five stars or any stars and has left us a kind review on iTunes. We, uh, as usual, need those to keep moving up in our eternal war against Apple's algorithms to keep the truth about the Dallas Cowboys down. Um, ben, any final thoughts? No, I'm all set, brother. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. Uh, we uh, like we said we will be back next week. Who gon' bring my crown? Who gon' try to fuck with me? Faded off the ground. She can't get enough of me. I don't play around. Got that type of luxury. Just going down. Ain't no catching up to me. Yeah, stepped in the building with my vibe on a million. Slide on the beat like my God, I'm so brilliant. All of the rappers put your pride to the side. Try collide with the squad. Turn your mind.